Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to the Life Autistic Podcast with Ryan Summers. When I hit my 40s, after a lifetime of thinking, what the fuck is wrong with me? I finally discovered that I was undiagnosed autistic. This podcast is my journey, my discoveries, learning about autism, about my autism, about life with autism and having conversations with other autistic adults, sharing our experiences relating to one another. And hopefully anyone listening can learn a little bit about us, learn a little bit from us about the life autistic. Available on any podcast app that you use. Hope you enjoy and give us a shout if you got questions or comments. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? I'm better now that I got everything set up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, sorry, I just had some technical issue there trying to figure out my audio. Ah. But you can hear me, so I guess it's working. It's working. All right. Um, and I've got someone else joining the call. Uh, my friend Drew, who's going to be coming on board to help me produce the podcast because I simply can't handle doing it on my own. Okay. I need somebody with better executive function skills than me. <laughs> yeah, don't we all. <laughs> so I think he's going to join. So are you comfortable with that? He won't yeah, really be okay. talking. He'll just be mostly listening in just to kind of get a feel for how it goes. 
Okay, great. So I'm going to let him in. He's just waiting in the thing <laughs> somewhere. I don't know where. You lost him. <laughs> yeah, I saw him pop up and now he's gone. How does I'm I'm not great with technology sometimes. Um Hang on one second. I'm just sending him a little message. He like, try to join again. I don't know where he went. <laughs> well, these Zoom things are uh, complex. What's that? The Zoom, the whole concept is so wonderful, but it's so complex. Yes, it is. It's, it's um, yeah. yeah. I find things just sort of pop on and off the screen and I don't know where they went and I don't know where to find them and I'm like what's going on where's that it was just here a second ago I don't know what happened oh there he is okay now I see him there he is what's up dude hello hello how you doing this morning not so bad thank you how are you nice setup that looks good oh it looks okay Looks good. Um, so, uh, do you? Is it Rose you prefer to go by? Did or? you try Rose? Rose. So Rose, Drew, Drew, Rose. I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rose. Hi, Drew. Oh, there you are. Oh, can I just quickly grab my coffee and come right back? Is that okay? Dude, do what you got to do, my friend. No rules. Did you try? Did you try recording and do a test? Or are you good? Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay. I'll, it's all. It's I'll be all right recording. Back. It's all good. Nice mustache, dude. That's <laughs> terrible. Is that a is that a Mo Movember leftover? No, I just like get. I just get tired of the beard, and then I just get silly. Nice. I like it. I'll be right back. You can look uh look out the nice outdoors here. Oh, beautiful. Is nice. this a fellow Canadian too? I'm sorry. Is he a fellow Canadian too? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, he lives not far from me, just an hour or so away, southwestern Ontario. And where are you exactly again? You are? I'm about about an hour from Montreal. Oh, okay. So you're in, in the province of Quebec? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you are French? Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> well, French-Canadian? <laughs> French-Canadian? I don't know. Yes, technically French is my third language, so I'm Oh like, wow. Okay. Wow. That's oh. fun. Yeah. What are the first two? Uh Portuguese is my mother tongue, I guess, and English. <laughs> oh wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I probably could have guessed I probably could have guessed English, but Yeah. I don't know why, but yes, the English. <laughs> All right. So yes. I'm recording now. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Life Autistic Podcast episode, insert number here. Um, <laughs> today, I'm Ryan Summers. I am the host. Uh, we have um, my buddy Drew joining us, who is going to be coming on board to help me produce this endeavor. And we have Rose joining us as our guest today. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, Sound-wise, Rose, are you able to get a little closer to your microphone? 
It's just a better? little. Yeah, that's way better. Thank you. So, I don't know if you are familiar with uh, the podcast so far, but basically, I started doing it a little over a year ago when I uh, self-diagnosed with uh, autism and started wanting to document my journey of of discovery and the, going through the process of getting a, an official diagnosis. And I thought it would be really interesting to have conversations with other autistic adults um, at various stages of the same, whether it's uh, self-diagnosed or late diagnosed or in the process or just kind of just talking to people who are living life as adults with autism mm -hmm. because I found that most of the conversations in the media and in the world seem to be about children with autism or autistic children. And, you know, not to take anything away from them, uh, but I thought it would be interesting to have a place to have conversations with autistic adults and talk about our experiences because, as we all know, um, it doesn't cure itself when you turn 18. No, there's nothing. Well, personally, um, I, I, I wouldn't cure it even if I could. Uh, it's uh, a journey that I took with my son, my oldest, I have four. Yeah. And yeah, my youngest, Elle, well, uh, very quickly, uh, I recognized the signs of him being autistic. And yeah. he was most at five. Okay. And it took me about, uh, I'd say about 10 years to really allow myself to see that he and I were so alike that yeah. it was actually fascinating because Lucas is... Um, He's uh, got uh, challenges when it comes to talk, to speaking. He's okay. got asia and dyspraxia, which makes pronouncing his words, getting them from his mind to his mouth, uh, a challenge. Whereas at the age of two, I was speaking. So yes. my 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 challenges were in places that people could ignore. Yes, I was extra quiet. I was extra neat, I was extra anxious, and it was like, oh, you know, that's okay. She's quiet, so that's fine. Yes. Whereas, yeah, Elle was the opposite. So I was like, how could we be so similar and be so polar opposites? Mm. Uh, and then one of his aides kind of went, well, did you think about getting tested? And I was like, uh, four, <laughs> she's like, autism and i was like uh, sure why not you know i was really <laughs> why not? yeah and i was actually very very lucky to find um a university that was looking for specifically women oh uh, to test to see um i guess if the criteria the way it's set up at this moment if it fit with the women yeah <laughs> as what we call what was called the female uh, autism yeah. And um, so I got a chance to be able to be a part of that study and get my diagnosis. Wow. Uh, along with ADHD. Yes. <laughs> Another, and I have that one. <laughs> and it explained my whole life. Yeah. Everything just, I mean, I had, you know, it was like Christmas in my mind. It was just like, yeah. what, like flashes and, um, and see, Contrary to a lot of other autistics that were diagnosed as adults, 
Uh, they knew that they were different. I was the opposite. I thought yeah. like everyone else, but failing miserably. So, huh? Interesting. So you yeah. thought you were the same as everyone, but just weren't able to do stuff. So like something was wrong with you, but not. Definitely, definitely. So you kind of just blamed yourself for, for things? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying hard enough. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't quick enough. I wasn't, uh, it was me. It was, well, and I have to say that um, this was also from society telling me. Yes. You know, that uh, along with me being a girl, uh i had my those limits set this is like get to remember 1970s right so because yeah. uh, i'm 50 so <laughs> this is going okay. way back and so i was a girl so i had those limits and i'm very very petite so okay. i'm apparently fragile so i had those limits yes and, and then i was a very emotional child that's what i was labeled emotional gotcha. uh so i i was told who i was yes so i accepted it mm -hmm. i thought i can feel that i can feel that on the adhd i was sort of told you're you're just not like the rest of them so go over here kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah you're not, you're not capable of being like them so mm -hmm. we're just gonna move you over yeah and uh, i i guess i accepted it because no matter how hard i tried i just couldn't be like everyone else yeah so I just became very different. Uh, you know, I was the goth before there was goth kind of a yeah. thing. I went to the other extreme. I was like, fine, I'm going to be different. Well, I'm going to be different on my terms. And uh, so you see this and- uh, I love I, it. Looks good. Yeah. Inspiring. About, about five months ago, my hair was long down to my back. Oh, wow. Okay. And I just went, oh no, I'm done being- because my hair was everything. That's another thing. My hair was okay. more important to me because it was the only thing that people uh, complimented me on. Okay. Mm. So it became my identity. And uh, so, mm. so weird how we adapt. That's, I guess that's how, when I look back now, I always think I, I, I see where my challenges were and it's almost amazing how I was able to adapt and still have a life for myself. Still. Yeah you know, have joy and everything, regardless of the fact that I had no support yeah. and many triggers. <laughs> Let's just yeah. <laughs> Let's, um, this is so, man, there's so many things I want to ask you. Like everything you, every sentence you say makes me go, oh, I want to ask about that. I want to get into that. I want to get into that. I mean, it's just, um, I just realized though, we didn't even do a proper introduction. So for anyone listening, <laughs> tell, yeah, can, tell us your name, where you're from, who you, a little bit about yourself, just for a little context. Uh, my name's Rose and I'm from Quebec, uh, born and raised in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, I speak three languages, like I said before, um, yeah. which is um, a big plus. I think. Yeah. Um, I didn't finish high school because okay. Uh, it was really, really, really hard. I loved being there. Yeah. Just couldn't deal with, you know, executive function and all that. We just was out of it. Yeah. We've been in a relationship for the last 24 years. Yeah. I have four. I have four kids and two grandchildren. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. And 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 two, how many? You said two of your kids are autistic or. Uh, one's diagnosed autistic. Gotcha. And, uh, I have two who are neurodiverse. One is ADHD, I'm sure, and the other one is dyslexic. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. 
Um, oh my God, there's so much there. <laughs> like, so when you, you, how old were you when you were self-diagnosed and then got an official diagnosis? Or I guess you didn't self-diagnose because you went straight to the testing, didn't you? Well, I started, I, I, like I said, I, I thought there was something wrong with me. Yeah. And, uh, I remember telling the, the psychiatrist that was testing me saying, uh, uh, he goes, what's your biggest anxiety doing these tests? And I said that you're going to tell me that my fear is real and I'm an idiot. And in the sense, not that I didn't yeah. have the capacity. It's just that I'm just, you know, not capable. Yeah. And he's, you know, so it was, it was that I knew at that point that I, in my head, it's like I never grew up. I never got to uh, be an adult that knows how to function and, yes. and build, you know. So I was still like this lost child in my head that, and I needed to know why. So uh, I knew at that point that I was, like I said, I, I connected with L. So I had to be honest with myself and said, you know, Rose, there's something there. You just got to yeah. go. Yeah. I didn't, I, I would call myself neuro, neurodiverse at that point and not so much autistic. Yeah. Uh, and then when I, I fully recognized it, when I actually heard the word, at that point, I was, I had fully accepted that I was autistic. Yes. So before, it, you know, I literally got that paper. Uh, it was already clear in my head that, uh, that was it. That yeah. that was who I really am. And yeah. uh, so no, there was a there was a, a before not as long as some people. I I have friends that have been self-diagnosed, self-recognized as autistic for ten years. Yeah. And getting that that official paper is such a hurdle, and it's expensive. It's yes. It, and I think a lot of us are afraid that um, we're going to get someone who's going to say, "Oh no." Uh, no, 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 it's not that because, you know, you make eye contact or, oh, you know, yes. you oh my God, those yes. things. I went to see a psychologist and it was the summer. So I had a t-shirt on and I had, I have tattoos on my arms and she said, well, you can't be autistic. Autistic people can't get tattooed. Oh no. They can't handle getting tattoos. And I just went, oh my God. And I went back afterwards to like a group I'm on on Facebook and I went, this is what was just said to me. And like, Everyone was like, I have tattoos, I have tattoos, I have tattoos, I have tattoos. Some some autistic people said, I enjoy the process because of the yeah. the 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 sensory thing of getting tattoos is actually pleasurable for some of them. It was like anyway, wow. and I, I so I I didn't see that psychologist again. But it's interesting you talk about that process <laughs> because it is expensive. I went to my general practitioner, my doctor, my family doctor. I was completely dismissed. I went I went to a psychologist, you know, paid the money to sit down for an hour to be told that all, the entire hour was, she was just trying to think of reasons why I couldn't be autistic. And I'm like, you just met me, mm -hmm. like you're not listening. Uh, I finally had to go to um, the uh, ADHD and, and Asperger's Autism Center in Guelph, where it's a private center. And I went there and it was a six month process and probably cost me about $600. Now that is not available to everybody. Um, it was barely available to me. Like it was something I couldn't afford, but I was like, I'm just gonna eat rice for a few months and just pay for this because I, it's the only way I'm gonna get it done. And I just got my diagnosis October 28th and I just got my paperwork from it um, a few days ago. Finally, they sent me all the, the forms of files. And so it's interesting, it's, it's like to have that 
paper. It's like, okay, here we go. Um, so anyway, it's a good feeling. It's like validating. It's like empowering. It's, uh, it's like, I kind of feel like I've, during an entire life of struggle, I kind of feel seen for the first time in a sense. So can you yeah. talk about that? Like your experience with that? Uh, it, it, it well for me it was like a it was bittersweet because yeah. uh, I, for me personally it was so much fun like you say having that that recognition of saying yes this is who I really am and, and as you said I'm seen I'm seen for who I really really am yeah. but at the same time I got to the point that it was people now accepted what I had to say about autism and being autistic because I had the paper yes and I mm. went but I'm the same person before yes. paper and my words are, you know, have as much meaning. So it was, it, it's, again, it's that um, if someone else stands up for an autistic and what the autistic is saying, then it has value. Yeah. So, you know, to, to me, it was, uh, like I said, it was very big emotions both ways. Yeah. Both. Yeah. So, uh, and in true form of autistics, I think uh, I turned around and said, okay, fine. If that's what it takes for you to hear me, yeah. then fine, fine. I'll, yeah. I'll use it because I need, you know, unfortunately I need it. Yeah. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. There, cause I, I, you know, I maybe self-diagnosed about 18 months ago and you have conversations with people and well, you couldn't be autistic and you couldn't this and you don't, you don't look autistic and you don't seem autistic and you go, yeah, yeah, I know because I've spent my whole life pretending I'm not. So that's all you've ever seen, but you've never seen me alone at home because I'm a, that's, there's a very autistic person. If you had a video camera of me <laughs> home alone, you would Next be like, that, that is a very, very autistic man I'm looking at right now. Um, it, it's interesting, but uh, I mean, I, yeah, I feel like every time I'd have a conversation with someone and want to talk about it, it just turned into them trying to tell me how I'm not or how I can't be or how I'm imagining things, or I'm making something up, or I'm looking for excuses, or whatever it could be. And, I, and I'm like, I was talking to one person, someone pretty close to me, and they're like, well, no, you, like, you're just looking for something, whatever. And I was like, I've spent the last year of my life researching this heavily, like read probably eight or 10 different books, done all the online testing, been down rabbit hole after rabbit hole of research online with articles and 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 all this stuff and and then this person says to me well like it's just i think you're just good and going overboard because it's becoming like a special interest to you and i was like that is an autistic trait <laughs> because your the, doctor. <laughs> the moment the moment i started researching this it became my special interest and for the last like 18 months of my life this is like I've spent all my time reading about this and researching it and talking to people and going, Oh my God. So it's like, anyway, and it's like, nothing else made sense. My whole life. I was like, do I have depression? Do I have bipolar? Do I have OCD? Do I have all these other, like, what, what's wrong with me? And then all of a sudden when I arrived at autism, it's like all the other stuff fit underneath that umbrella. And I just went, Oh, it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every, Every action and thought that we've had, the thought process, all of a sudden didn't look like it was, uh, you know, just these lines going every which way. It actually made sense. Yeah. Everything connected. I, I'm, I'm a visual thinker. So when, 
I thought everybody was. I thought every like I said, I thought I was like everybody, so everybody was like me. Yeah. So yeah. That, that created so much confusion because I would say something and I would think, okay, so you're thinking like me in this and they're off in one direction and I'm going, yeah, but there's this over here. And they're like, how did you see that? And I'm like, how did you not? Yeah. So, you know, it became very, um, communication, when they say communication for autistics is hard. Uh, no, not really. It's hard to talk to non-autistics or at least neurotypical people. It's yeah. very, very difficult. Um, and in French, we have these crazy expressions and these, um, a lot of exaggeration. So they talk a lot with hyperboles. Okay. So I'm never sure if they're, you know, being hyperbolic or they're like really yeah. saying, like, I saw hundreds of birds. Okay, were there like six or was there yeah. really hundreds? Because <laughs> I was like trying to, you know, take apart, uh, understand, put back together, listen, and then respond. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, so, and it becomes, like, you know, it becomes exhausting. Yeah. And uh, so, you, you know, I understand that when you were told, well, uh, you know, it's normal that's this, or, you know, you're just looking, now that you're looking for it, you're going to see it. I had people actually tell me, we're all a little autistic. Oh, my God. I hate that so much. I was like, which part? Your finger? Which part? <laughs> yeah. You know, are you autistic? Exactly. And then it was like, well, I do that. Yes, I know you do that like once or twice a year. I do that all the time. Yeah, that's the difference, you know. I, you know, with ADHD and even OCD, people are like, "Oh, yeah, well, I always put my towels away." Yes, but if they're not that way, are you gonna have a panic? No. Well, okay. There, see, there's a difference. Yeah. Right have you there. actually have you actually been driving to work and had to turn around and come home because you didn't put the towel away the right way? Wow. And, it, and you knew you weren't going to be able to function for the rest of your day because you'd be in a state of anxiety and you end up being late for work because of it. Like, that's the difference. It's like, I remember being a kid and like walking to school and I'd have to have the same number of steps on either foot in the shadows of the trees. And I would, I would get it wrong and I'd keep going and I would have this internal battle of like, do I have to, I have to go back and fix that? Cause I, I had seven steps with my left foot and only six with my right in that shadow. And, uh, and I would turn around and run back a block and have to fix it. And then I'd be late for school. And I never talked to anyone about why I was late for school because it, I was like, I know this is so stupid. I can't explain this to people, but it would happen all the time where I'd have to have, you know, things like that where you just go. So you go, Oh, everyone's a little bit this or that. Sure. But are you all of these traits up at a level enough where it affects your life every day? That is what it is. Exactly. It's like, everyone's like, I have social anxiety. Sure you do. To the point where you have to like leave a party by climbing down a balcony because you can't face walking back through and seeing people. Like, <laughs> which I I've would, done. I would sabotage myself. I never understood before big events that I so wanted to be a part of. Yeah. I would wind up having what I recognize today as meltdowns. Yes. And people are like, because uh, I don't like change. I don't like, I hate surprises. Yeah. Uh, if you tell me I'm going to have a surprise, that's okay. But yeah. do not surprise me. And when people were like, but I thought you wanted to go. And I'm like, but I did. And in my head, it's like, what's wrong with you? You want to go there. Why are you creating so much trauma so that I would back out? I yeah. would back out and I wouldn't even show up. And it was, and then I would hate myself. Yes. Because, you know, like, 
roads because of course the adrenaline has gone down i'm calmer i can i can process and it was an ongoing thing uh you know like you say you know it's not logical with the steps but to me the logic is how you feel when you do something you know it's just the outcome it's that journey to get there you know we we tell everybody it's not about the final destination it's about the journey well the journey for you wasn't as pleasant as it's supposed to be because you have your so of course you want to change it you know uh i had a psychiatrist tell me are you rigid are you know like and i was like "Uh, no and he goes well do you like your things done in a certain way i go well i like them done the right way A certain way sure and then he goes yeah but if they don't do it that way will it upset you i go if they don't do it right will it upset me well yeah why would that- <laughs> <laughs> so, oh seeing my God. That way, yeah seeing that way i was like well, yeah well maybe a little rigid but it's because it's common sense <laughs> so. oh my god that's amazing so how i want to know you said you've been with your partner for 24 years um how does how does this play out in that like uh i i'm get i'm i'm assuming 24 years you've got a pretty supportive person and you have a you know uh we when we met we were in our 20s mm-hmm. and so we kind of i i think we adulted we we, we entered adulthood together i'm gonna gotcha. say and uh it was hard we've had some really really hard um uh, months we're gonna say over years uh and i'm gonna tell you that most of it was due to lack of communication lack of communication we didn't communicate on the same with the same language yes so uh he's very uh neurotypical uh so i would say things i'm gonna give you an example he he's a carpenter so he'd be fixing something and my curiosity because i you know everything piques my curiosity and I would go, why are you doing that like that? Because in my head, I've seen it like another way. I would have done it another way. But yeah. I was honestly asking, what mental process did you go through to see that that was the best way for you to do that? Yes. And it, I wasn't judging. I was curious. Yes. And it would upset him because he heard, you're doing it wrong. Yes. Justify yourself. And I was like, and then he would get mad at me and like, I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, I didn't say you didn't know what you're doing. So my anxiety would get up because I'm confused all of a sudden. I yeah. started a conversation, but it took a left turn that I was not expecting. Yes. And I wouldn't know how to backpedal out of it. I wouldn't, so I would make it worse because then I would over explain and over, yes. do you understand? And it, yes. would just, it, would, it would explode. Yeah. And he, when he's upset, he needs space. When yes. I'm upset, I need answers. Yes. So do you understand? He would run. I would follow. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So um, once I got the diagnosis and I recognized myself and he recognized me, things have dramatically changed. Yeah. Amazing. It is. It is because he, he kind of now says, okay, she's asking me these questions, not from a neurotypical view but from a neurodiverse view uh-huh. and what does that mean yeah and so it at least brought it down so that we don't do this it you know so that has helped uh yeah 
who also has been raising an autistic child. Yes. <laughs> that has also um, uh, brought a whole other level of uh, putting yourself in other people's shoes. Yes. Which I think personally neurodiverse people do easily and neurotypical people have more difficulty uh, being empathetic. Yeah. Uh, so, but we're uh, the ones that lack empathy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. We're, the, we're the problem. Yeah. 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 I, I heard so many things. Uh, um, my L is like the most empathetic. He's a super amp. Like it's, it's, it's to the point that we have to tell him to let things go because he just cares and worries about everyone and can you imagine now with covid yeah his level of anxiety for everyone he can't see with his mm. own eyes yeah. uh so I, I i i think that we we connect on such a deep level um that we're not it's rare i'm gonna speak for myself it's very rare that i say something in anger or to hurt rare I think I can count in 50 years uh, on my on one hand, one time that I was mean with someone, you know, yeah. uh, was uh, cruel. It just doesn't make sense to me. So yeah. whereas neurotypicals, there's a lot of teasing. I don't get teasing. I don't, yeah. I, I don't understand the, 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 the use of it. So yeah. uh, the neurotypical people in our house have had to tease among themselves, but don't tease the autistics. Gotcha. Mm. You know, we've gotten like these rules that most people don't have in their home, but yeah. that I think they should. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, no teasing in the house wouldn't be like such a horrible thing, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, and we're very open to uh, stemming is allowed in our house. Oh, well, everything nice. is allowed in our house, yeah. you know? Yeah. We're very, um, we're very, but it, this is even before my diagnosis, I never understood imposing. Uh, your your beliefs your your understanding on other people i understand yeah. logic you know you want yeah. to share logic and you want to make sure that they understand truth yeah. uh, but when it comes to just you know personal beliefs uh it's not my business what you believe in or how you yeah. live your life you're happy yeah you know that that's it but neurotypicals it's almost like they have their rules are more um, materialistic or more tangible you know huh. Uh, I was told to mourn my child when we got the diagnosis. Oh my God. Oh. Because uh, I was mourning the loss of the perfect child. Oh, yes. The, the perfect child that you were no longer going to get to be a parent to. Exactly. And so we're the thing. This is like about eight years before I could even think I was autistic. Okay. Yeah. And I'm looking at them going, what are you talking about? Why am I going to mourn my child? He's right here. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can see him. He's there. That perfect child. And I went, but he's still perfect. Yeah. He's as perfect as my other kids. They're all perfect, you know? And uh, yeah. they, they, they were saying, you have to do this. You can't get to acceptance without it. And I went, yeah. but I accept him. And they're yeah. like, no, no, you're doing this wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. Oh, my God. So I've heard, um, you know, so many, to me, it was absurd and I, I just never got it. Today, I understand why I never got it. I, yeah. I, 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 
I don't do NT. I don't. Uh, it's not good for my mental health. It's uh, so we've learned to be very flexible. Yeah. Uh, for usually for the holidays, I'll give you a, re a way how we're flexible. We have what's called the autistic room. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a room that only if you're autistic or neurodiverse are you allowed to go in there. Gotcha. And in my family, we're three diagnosed and three uh, self-recognized. Okay. So, uh, and it's funny because it's uh, a room with lights and there's very quiet and you get to close the door and just take a break from everyone. Yeah. And it's, everybody's accepted. Everybody understands this. Everybody knows. Even the little, little ones, my granddaughter that was three, yeah. she would tell you, that's the autistic room. Yeah. And it was accepted that if all of a sudden you turned around and Rose isn't there, it's okay. She'll be back in a couple of minutes when she's ready. Yeah. And just that uh, is amazing to live. Like, really. Oh, I wish there was a room like that everywhere. <laughs> like, just a, like just a, a break, you know? Um, yeah. Wow. That's really cool you do that. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see how I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, it's a need. I, I, that's what I keep telling people. This is not uh, a fancy, you know, I don't fancy a little break. I need to yes. go somewhere and disconnect myself from things. Mm -hmm. And this is where I find some of the, uh, how do I say this? It can be difficult for neurotypical people to understand because on the one hand, they'll be like, oh, I get it. Like, I sometimes I need a break too. And you're like, well, it's not the same thing. Or on the other hand, they might kind of give you resistance and be like, oh, like, you just think you're special. Like, you need to break from everyone. Like, you're better than, like, you're better than us. Or you, you just, you're trying to get out of something or, you know, like, whatever they might think. And it's really, like, it's, I find those conversations can be challenging because you're just like, no, I'm actually, you know, like, I, I work in a bar, okay? And some nights, like, we would have live music, and it would get really, really loud, and my brain would just start shutting down. And, like, you'd, you'd say, I'd say to, like, my coworkers, I'm, like, I'm really, like, having, I'm struggling. Like, I need to get outside for two minutes and just, like, let my, the dust settle. And, and they're, like, oh, I totally get it. Yeah, it's really loud. Like, I don't, it's too loud for me, too. And I'm just, like, yeah, it is. I get it that you think it's too loud also, but you're not actually about to, like, completely shut down in the same way so like you know most i don't everyone i work with has been super supportive when i came out uh as autistic and that's been wonderful but it is it's funny because i find you get these two sides you get the people that go everyone's a little autistic or i feel like that too or i totally get it and like they're trying to relate to you but you're, you want to be like you don't really get it it's really different um your your two this is too loud is different than my this is too loud um, and then you get the other side of the people that sometimes go like kind of have the opposite where they, Oh, you're just, you're just, you're just being too sensitive or you're just being dramatic or you're just, you know, thinking trying to be special or something. And anyway, I don't know, just, it's something you, I notice. <laughs> well, I, I want to ask you, do you see your autism being autistic as a handicap as a disability? I see it as, as yes, I see it as both. I see it as a disability as far as like, um, I recognize now that there are things that I need support with, um, that there are things that I just <clears throat> can't handle. There are things that I, 
I used to beat the crap out of myself, like you were talking about, for things that I couldn't do. Like, why can't I pay my phone bill on time? I don't understand. I get a phone call and they go, your phone bill's three months late. And I go, I don't understand. I feel like I just paid the last one three weeks ago. Like, my sense of time is so messed up because uh, I'm in my own world so much. And, and there are other things like that, like that I used to beat the crap out of myself about that now I'm just kind of learning to accept myself and go, okay, these are just things I'm going to struggle with. I have to be okay with it. I do see some things as a disability. Absolutely. I recognize that. I don't, I'm not going to feel any like shame around it. I'm just going to feel acceptance around it. Um, I also feel like I wouldn't trade it if someone could hand me a magic pill right now and say, take this and you're no longer autistic, I just say, you can keep that. I don't want it because I fucking love my autistic brain. I love the originality of my thinking, my creativity. I, I wrote a thing a little while ago. I was talking, someone posted something online about like, what's the thing you love the most about your autism. And I, and I think I wrote like, I could be in a room with 12 people all doing the same task and the other 11 people are all doing it the exact same way. And then they'll start looking at me and go, what are you doing? Wow, that's different. We never would have thought to do it like that. That's completely, whoa. And like some of them might be like, well, that's stupid. That doesn't make sense. Other ones might be like, that's really cool. That's interesting. It doesn't matter what their reaction is. I just go, that's really cool for me. I like being that person that thinks differently, um, that is creative. And I like seeing the world in the way I see it. I don't and I like the way I communicate. Um, I even though for neurotypical people it's often mis uh, misinterpreted. I've had people think I'm being aggressive when I'm not. I've had people think I'm being an asshole when I'm not. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't trade it. Um, so I see it as both. I see it as a gift and a curse, and I just accept both of those things. And and um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy to kind of feel both of those at once. How about you? But a lot of times that's how I approach it when people are saying, well, you know, uh, you're trying to be special. And I always say, well, listen, if, if I had, if I was blind and I told you, I can't see this, can you read it to me? Would you tell me, well, you know, we're all sometimes a little blind. And yes. <laughs> you know, so I go, you, our disability, because it, it's invisible to the outside world. Yes. They think it's invisible on the inside and it's yeah. not. So a lot of times I kind of ask a question back when, they, when they're coming from a place of, oh, well, we're all a little, or it's no big deal. Yeah. Oh, that and one too. Like, yeah. You know, it's always about, well, listen, you know, would you tell someone who can be, who's semi-blind, uh, uh, well, you know, you're, 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 you're not that blind. Yeah. No, you didn't say that. Or, you know, oh, well, that's it. In the day you can do things, but at night, all of a sudden you're blind. Well, yeah, because, you know, they need more light to see. So yes. it's, not, it's not like they're playing it up or anything. So a, a lot of times I'll have those conversations because, like I said, empathy <laughs> is something that if you don't, with neurotypicals, I find that if I don't connect with something that affects them in a closely related way or wow. that they already understand, yeah. then they, they kind of, uh, I'm going to tell you about like flapping. Yeah. My, my, my son L, he'll bounce off walls. Yeah. And uh, someone said to me, well, you know, you should tell him that he can, you know, he can do that, but only a couple of times. And I go, <laughs> if you needed to sneeze, and I told you, you can only sneeze once. 
what would you do? He goes, well, I don't think I could control it. It, it, The sneezes would just come as they come. Yeah. And there you go. That's the same need. Yeah. His body is going to tell him how many times he needs to bounce, not, you know, us. So when they start seeing it like that, uh, they kind of go, oh, okay. I'm not saying that they understand us better, but at least our needs are a little more clear to the outside world that it is a need and not just a fancy. Yeah. So uh, I've had to work with Elle's school over the years to get them to understand that behavior is a reaction. It's not, you know, it's a cause to something that's happening. It's a communication tool to tell you, you know, if I stand in front of you crying and I don't say a word, you're going to know I'm sad. Yeah. Uh, Well, if I'm behaving in a certain way, then it's the same thing. I'm telling you, I'm not okay. Come help me. Yeah. But they would me say, well, if he wants help, he has to stop doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, it's because he needs help. That he's doing yes. that. It's, yeah. So, uh, totally. you know, behavior is such a, uh, I think it's our, like our kryptonite because yes, we do. We often have behaviors that are uh, different from yeah. the norm, whatever that is. Yeah. And, uh, which I call uh, Hollywood because Hollywood has told us how to live. You know, yeah. uh, I don't know what's going on in my neighbor's house. <laughs> I don't know how clean her bathroom is, but yeah. uh, commercials, everybody's bathroom is spotless. Of course. So, so, uh, so behaviors that are the norm, if they're not, if they're seen, then it's uh, automatically a bad thing. Automatically. Yeah. Yeah. matter. I could be, you know, I could be, stemming because i'm overjoyed and uh no that's weird so i don't like it so you have to stop yeah and uh, and i always say well i don't smoke and you're smoking and that's a bad stem so you have to stop yeah well like yeah but i need my cigarette oh well yeah yeah well i need i need this too so so (laughs) it you know i I think we're not we're coming out more and more uh we're unmasking incredibly which uh it is fun to see because, yes. uh, as you say, at home you're a different person. You're you're the mm. autistic at home, and outside yeah. you're masking autistic. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we're a lot of us are like that. We grew up like that, and to yeah. just be um, is letting other people be. So yeah. it's kind of a chain reaction. We've started. Uh, I follow uh, so many advocates, autistic advocates. And I can honestly say that I've started to unmask because yeah. I saw doing something that I do. And then I got really excited because I saw a whole bunch of people, others, and I was going, oh my God, I do that too. And yeah. it's like, well, okay, okay. Because all of a sudden I'm not alone doing it, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, we like attention, but not when you're looking at you like you're weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny the things we do to hide. Like I had a... Um, Oh God, this is going back like a decade. So way before I ever was really seriously looking at autism, but I, I went to see a psychiatrist who was a friend of my, a family friend, brilliant man. I just love him. Loved him. He's, he's no longer with us, but, um, and we were talking with things. And one thing he told me, cause I always, I always talk to myself all the time. I'm walking down the street, talking to myself. I'm in the car. I'm practicing conversations like constantly. I, or I just had a conversation that that phone call is done. And now I'm just, redoing it in my head 
for the next three hours repeating over and over again and practicing the things that I had already said. I don't even understand why, but he told me, he gave me this trick. He said, just carry a cell phone that's not turned on because I walk down the street and I'll have a cell phone that's not turned on held to my head so that if anybody sees me talking to myself, I'm just on a phone call, but I'll do that for an hour. And it's like these little tricks you have. And I've been doing that for a decade and I'm like, am I a crazy person? Like, you know, you kind of go, but he just laughed about it. It was like, Oh, just do that. That's no big deal. And I'm like, but doesn't that make me crazy? He's like, no, honestly, it's fine. Like just do whatever you need to do. Um, so there's like little things like that, that we do to hide. Like I always, I'm always rocking mm -hmm. and, and, and I'll be in line at the grocery store and I'm rocking. Well, in order to make that not weird, I would have to be like humming or something in my head so that people just think, Oh, he's just like into music or I'd have headphones on so yeah. that aren't even turned on because then it, people just think I'm listening to music, but really I'm just standing there and I'm I, like, I rock all the time. Um, if I'm at home by myself again, I'm just forever. I've just been, I stand there staring at the window for hours, just rocking. And it's like these things you do, these tricks, you put headphones on or you hold up a cell phone or you do something. So it doesn't, cause you're just worried that other people think you look weird, but I find now, now, now that I, I'm, I'm embracing my autism, I'm kind of just like, I'm okay being, I'm just, I don't need the headphones on anymore. I'm just going to rock. And if anyone asks me, I was in a line once at a, at a, a coffee shop and the woman is like last year when I just was like, fuck it, I'm rocking. It feels good to me. I need it. And the woman's like, are you okay? And I just went, yeah, I'm fine. I'm autistic. And she just went, oh, okay. And it was just like, fine. And I went, oh my God, it's so much better to just be myself, mm. be okay with it, own it, be happy and be honest and upfront with people about it. And their reaction is none of my business. It's like, if they get weirded out, that's fine. If they're supportive, that's fine. But I'm not gonna anymore, and I mean, I still mask a lot, but I'm trying to slowly like let myself be free and like just kind of get to a point where I'm like, whatever anyone else thinks about me is none of my business. I'm just gonna be me unapologetically. And if I look weird to you, cool. <laughs> I'm like that too. I've gotten to the point that as, you can think whatever you want. Uh, as long as you don't insult me, don't yeah. come at me. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. I've had people, when you're a parent of an autistic child who is um, visually uh, different and who uh, Lucas has, uh, Lucas scripts all the time, as you were talking about, Lucas, his, his way of communicating is scripting. And gotcha. so he would at this high level you know and we would do the groceries and people would you know look at us and I always thought you know you want to look look uh don't come say anything to him yeah I won't allow it and when Elle would notice that people were looking I would tell them I, I think they don't understand what you're doing but I think it's cool yeah. and I would point him so that at least he could do what he needed to do and he wouldn't be alone so yeah. I would I'm silly that way you know if he's dancing in the shopping center i'll dance with him i really don't perfect i, I don't need i don't care i don't need anybody's approval so yeah. uh so that's <laughs> i've learned to cope with uh comments about uh his his behavior again yeah. his yeah. behavior and he's very very big and he's a, a wide boy so people automatically think that anything he does is seen as aggressive 
Yeah, mm. yeah. It doesn't matter if it's not. He's a male. He's big. Yeah. yeah. He's heavy, and he behaves in a way that I don't understand. Therefore, he's a danger. Yes. Yes. Mm. And you know, that's like it's been my big battle for the last four years, be it with uh, uh, the cops. Uh, not that you know, we we've actually been very uh, lucky. We've had great police officers who are willing to to hear us out. Yeah. Be it with paramedics, doctors, the schools. Uh, I've had to stop. They're thinking, they're track of if uh, we don't control that behavior, he will become an aggressive person as he grows up yeah. and therefore, you know, uh, have to be locked up or something. And my, you know, my thought was never towards that until it was told to me that that's what the normal society would do. Because yeah. I would never, I see someone in distress, the last thing I would think about is like, yeah, I think we should handcuff him and bring him to jail. Yeah. The last thing. Yeah. But I believe that, you know, that's not the way most of the world is. So if I've had to work so much in explaining the behavior yeah. uh, in, in its true form, what it really is and what it's really for. Yeah. So it, I understand that, you know, we have to balance that. We want to be ourselves, but we don't want to scare anybody and get us into trouble. Well, totally. We've, we've seen it in the States where uh, odd behavior. Well, people like people have been shot. Exactly. Yeah. Killed. Like autistic people have been shot and killed because the police were freaked out because of their behavior. or They weren't able to communicate. And it's like, exactly. it's scary. It's really scary. And like you said, if you put the phone to the ear, all of a sudden, you know, you kind of, you look normal. Except for me, someone talking to themselves, I'm like you, I talk to myself. <laughs> was always normal. I thought everybody yeah. talked to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I started seeing on TV, because very young, uh, I talked to myself so much that the way I got around it, you as a telephone, I had an invisible friend. Gotcha. So my invisible friend, and I could tell you what he looks like too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, what does he look like? Freckles, <laughs> he was a liar and a cheat. Did you oh, know? Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, uh, so that was my thing. I would talk to this imaginary friend and people are like, oh, you know, it's just her friend. It's fine, it's fine. Growing up, I understood that I couldn't do that anymore in public yeah. because yeah. it was I got a lot of who you talking to yeah. on. okay so I just I, I you know I stopped but now it's like I do it all the time I, I I don't I don't know when it came back but it came back in full force and like you I'm embracing it I'm like nice. if you want to listen if you don't want to listen don't listen it's... yeah wow that's wild you find that talking out loud helps your processing better yeah yeah it does yeah. do you see pictures or do you see in words how do you see um i don't know okay i don't know how to answer that i feel like it's something else that i don't know how to describe okay. how i think like i don't yeah i'm not sure it's like yeah it's sort of when i try to think about how i see in my head it's it's sort of this darkness. I'm not sure how to describe. I'll, yeah. And I don't mean darkness in like a darkness way. I just mean it, the light. This is, and, and this is funny. Okay. This is, I wanted to mention, because you were talking about when you're talking with your partner and he's a carpenter and you're asking him a question and he takes it this other way. 
this is something I think I was talking to my mom about this the other day. Cause it's something I find so fascinating. Uh, and there's sort of two parts to this. Okay. I read a thing about an experiment, you know, that game telephone where people sit in a circle and you whisper something in their ear and it goes around the circle and then it like completely changes by the end. So an experiment was done where there's a circle circles of neurotypical people and circles of autistic people and circles that are mixed neurotypical and autistic. And the experiment found that in the circles that are mixed, the, the communication changed the most, but in the circles of just neurotypicals or just autistics, it didn't change as much. So what this experiment shows us is that, and you said this earlier, like, I find when I'm communicating with other autistic people, it's smooth sailing for the most part. When I'm communicating with neurotypical people, it's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm getting so frustrated. This is fucked. And I was talking to my mom about this the other day about how, cause my mom's been really supportive of this whole thing and, 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 and this, this diagnosis and the process. And I have to really explain things to her cause my mom speaks in code and I have to tell her like, do not talk to me in code. Like, I'm not going to understand the, the, the subtle meaning of what you're saying. You don't hint at things. Don't say one thing when you mean another thinking I'm going to understand that because that's how you people talk to each other. I won't get it. You have to just literally <laughs> use the words you mean, say what you mean with the literal definitions of the words. I will not understand it otherwise. And, and the flip of that is when I say something to you, do not assign any extra meaning. Do not, get in think i'm implying anything i'm not i'm just asking if i say hey how do you do, how did you arrive at doing that that way i'm just curious i just want to know what your thinking was because i think it's interesting i'm not criticizing you i'm not telling you you're doing it wrong so this is something that i think is so fascinating the way we communicate and it's like something i'm trying to express to the people in my life don't think i'm going to read between the lines because i'm not and when i say something don't think I mean other anything other than the actual literal meaning of the words I used, because that's how I communicate. And it's like, if we can just do that, it should be simple. It's never going to be simple, but there we are. And it's, you know, I saw a, a video of you, you're testing on YouTube. And had I not known you were autistic, I would have known right away you were autistic. Really? Yes. How did, how? Because, uh, Everything you were doing made sense to me. You know, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't confused. Yes. You know, I've seen you checking, like you know, on your computer the things, and you're like, I'm testing, and I'm, and I'm like, okay, this means. And I had my partner going, "What is he doing?" I'm like, "Well, he's testing. What does it look like he's doing?" And he's like, okay, "Why is he doing that? Because he needs to test." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so. Like I said, it, it, when people are like, oh, it takes months to get diagnosed, I'm always like, no, give that child to a bunch of autistics who will tell you like in an hour. Yes. Guaranteed. <laughs> that yeah. child is autistic or not. Because it, like you said, even when we don't finish our sentences or we're stumbling over words, if I'm talking to someone who's autistic, they understand. I, yeah. I haven't even, you know, I'm missing. I, I'm jumping and they're like, oh, totally. And I see neurotypicals going, what are they talking about? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's, it, it's almost like you step into a different uh, zone when yeah. I'm uh, with a mix or when I'm just with autistics, it, it's yeah. completely different. Yeah. It's so different. Do you, now, do you, um, <clears throat> excuse me, 
do you have an opportunity in your life to spend time with other autistic people? Do you do any, go to any like support group or anything like that? I live in a town of uh, less than 3,000 people. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a country farmland, uh, yeah. you know. So, uh, and um, how am I supposed to say this? Uh, French being my third language, uh, French is just not uh, a language here in Quebec. It's a culture. Yes. And I'm not very part of that culture. Gotcha. They're more conservative. I'm more liberal, so there's a lot of clashing in ideas, and uh, we're still battling the um, poor parents of autistics. We're still in that uh -huh. zone. Here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, there's a very popular uh, uh, comedian who him and his wife have uh, an 18-year-old uh, autistic son who's the same age as my uh, my youngest. Yeah. And they're they have a TV show, a reality show. And everyone here in Quebec is like, of course, calling me and my partner. Going, Did you see the show? Did you see the show? And yeah. I was like, oh, I had, and I went to see it. I I spent five ten minutes watching it, yeah. and I was so close to having a meltdown that I had to turn it off. Really? Because what I was seeing was so much. Now these are wealthy people who have had the best. We're going to say support and uh all i saw was aba 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 oh yeah 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 to the point that i wanted to grab that kid out of the tv and just bring him home yeah and so we're we're still into that behavior so it's a lot of that mentality uh parents will come to me and say okay how do i get my kid to do this and i've had to step back because i'm not going to help you force your child to do something. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll help you understand why he's doing it so that you can better support him. So maybe he doesn't need to do that. Yeah. But I, can't, I won't for And that's, it's, that's where they are here. So yeah. I have a tendency to uh, be very, very um, withdrawn from the community in Quebec. Yeah. That's unfortunate, but I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I live in a I live in a small town of of yeah like a couple thousand people as well, very rural. Um, there's a I, I live an hour from London, just over an hour from from London. So there's a I mean not this year because of COVID, but last year I started going to a, a support group there called Last London Autistic Standing Together, and um, I still remember the first the first meeting I went to, and I left there just like. I had to go, I went to, I had to go to this bar and sit there by myself for like three hours and just kind of stare down at the wood. Cause I just went, it was such a big deal for me. I describe it to people as like, imagine that like everyone in the world is five feet tall and you're eight feet tall. And you just lived in this world where you're just different, but everyone's short, you're just tall. And then one day you walk into this room and everyone's eight feet tall and you're like, oh my God, you're like me. Now I can talk to you about what it's like to bump your head and what it's like to have sore knees and what it's like to have this. It's like all of a sudden you're just with a group of people who understand. And that's what it felt like to I, the first time I went to the support group. I'm in this room with a dozen autistic people um, with, <clears throat> you know, and a wide variety of autistic people, like just from like the two or three of us who are like, very well masking that most people wouldn't realize are autistic just down the line to like 
you know, and just everyone. And it was like, uh, it was, yeah, I was like, oh my God, I'm home. Like, this is incredible feeling for me. And yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that this year we haven't been able to have those meetings, but I, as soon as they start up again, like I'll be driving there, even though it's like an hour and 20 minute drive, like just to be a part of it, because it's, um, it's such a, I don't know. There's just something really cool. It's like how I feel talking to you right now. There's just something really amazing of, of when I'm talking to, you know, it's like you said, when you saw that video of me and you're like, you could, I can tell he's autistic because I just get what he's doing. It's like, when you're talking, I'm just going, yes, yes, I get it. Yes, this is so cool. Like you're, yes, it's, I, I love it. Exactly. Yeah, because we spent our life going, what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. So yes. yes. <laughs> Finally, it's uh, it is it, it and it's. I I can't mask around autistic people. I've noticed yeah. that I can't because it, it it just it doesn't happen. You know, yeah. it, that, it won't stick. It won't. So, uh, it's freeing. It, yes. It's very. Um, it's kind of like taking off. <laughs> I know you guys don't know this, but it's like kind of taking off a bra after a long day. You know, okay. you just, <laughs> it's kind of a thing. So I have a bro. Actually, I have a bro. <laughs> There you go. There so you go. it's very liberating. It's very comforting too. Uh, um, yeah. You know, I have great friends who are very, very supportive, yeah. uh, but who are neurotypical. So they'll hear me out, but they don't have that exchange of saying, uh, and neurotypicals don't do that. You know, we say something and you're going to, oh yeah, me too. This happened, you know, so we'll kind of like, connect on that they think that if you're saying that you're competing with them and it's like no 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 i'm trying to tell you look i understand you so much i had the same thing yes yeah they didn't want to do that so they'll just go like you say oh don't worry honey everybody's a little like this oh don't worry uh, i had you're still the same person don't worry and oh yeah like, yeah i know i'm the same why why would i think i wasn't the same person that didn't even make sense to me you know yeah. and it was uh don't let it define you Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. It is literally my brain. It yeah. is it's so yeah. how can it define me, you know? Yeah. And it, it was uh, whereas with autistics, you don't get any of that. No. You're never justifying yourself why you do things, how you do things, and we're very um it, it's not that we're easy we're, we're easy going, you know. If, if I tell you, "Oh, I'm not sure uh of something you're gonna go oh okay and yeah yeah, it, yeah totally you won't make me feel bad because i'm not sure yeah, you know, the, yeah. you'll just take it and you know yeah. and you'll go when you're sure let me know whereas i if i did that it was almost like uh with the neurotypical it's like well why don't you know what's wrong with you yeah uh, how come you, you know so it's always more i'm always more anxious around non-autistic people yeah especially typicals. yeah it's funny, like um, talking about when someone's like, oh, you're still the same person or that kind of, don't let it define you. I, I, I put a post up the other day and somebody commented, um, a really, someone I don't really know, but she follows me on Facebook. Uh, she seems really sweet. And she commented, um, you know, you're not autistic to me. I think you're a sweet, insightful man or something like that. And I had to gently correct her and just say, yeah. hey, this was a very well-meaning comment. I appreciate that. So I'm not upset, but I just want you to know that when you say like, when you say that I'm, I'm like sweet and insightful or something like this, 
And that means that to you, I don't, I'm not autistic. Like I'm not seeing you as autistic. I'm seeing you as, as better than that. It's like, well, I have to correct that because being autistic is not mutually exclusive from being well-liked or well-thought-of or smart or insightful or kind or all of these things. It's like, I am all of those things and autistic, and I don't want that view to be that those are separate things or that someone who's autistic can't be or isn't those things because so, you know, and, and she was, she took it really well because I'm always worried when you correct an NT, uh, sometimes they take it personally. And the next thing you know, you've made an enemy, um, which is why I don't correct people's grammar or spelling anymore because, um, because there's no point because I'm just going to correct mine. Me. Please correct mine. Well, this is something I laugh. This is something that I found like I, I joked about or laughed about with my with my therapist during the assessment process because we talked about this so much. And I was like, I on Facebook whenever someone does a post, like I will correct the spelling and grammar in the comments. But then people were getting upset with me. But I didn't understand that because I was like, if I had a spelling error, or grammar error, I would want you to correct it. So I'm I think I'm doing a nice thing because it's something I would want you to do for me. But then I had to, like, over time, just realize, like, people started calling me the grammar Nazi and, and all this stuff. And, like, they didn't like that. So now I see it. I still have to do it. I go in the comment box and I type the correction, but I just don't hit the send thing. I just scroll away from it. So I, it's like I've still corrected it in my mind. I've still done my job, but I, I don't – I'm not making the enemy. I'm not sending it to you. So <laughs> – See, and people would go, that's weird. You know, let's just say sorry. And to me, that just made sense that you did that. Yeah. You have that need and you know it's, you're doing a good thing for, you know, honestly, it was a nice thing. I'm helping you with something that is wrong. Yes. Uh, but it might not be taken that way. So you can't yeah. go out. So you do that half, half. You make yourself happy and you don't make them unhappy. Yeah. It's a win-win. It's funny because I had one last year. This is the last time I did it. It was uh, somebody somebody who I'm close to who has a business and they had a, like a, a sponsored post on Facebook from their business. Like this is something they're paying to get out there. And there was a grammar oh, wow. error in the post. So I saw it and I sent them a private message. I didn't do it in the comments. I just went, Hey, just FYI. Like I saw your post. And I also did the thing where you do the compliment sandwich where you start with, Hey, the post is great. It looks great. Just so you know, there's this grammar error there. And then again, you finish with, but overall, like, it looks awesome. And then you, I even gave them an out and said, it was probably just an autocorrect thing, whatever, but I just wanted to let you know. Well, this person got so upset with me and like, we didn't talk for a month. And I just went, I don't understand that because if I had a business and I'm putting posts out on Facebook from my business, I would want the grammar to be correct because that's a reflection of my business but this person didn't see it that way. They saw it as me being condescending or criticizing or whatever. And I just was like, Oh my God, I am, I'm doing, I think I'm doing a nice thing for you. I'm being supportive of you. I'm being a friend to you, but you're taking it as I'm being this terrible shitty person. Like I think I'm better than you or something. And I don't at all. I make grammar. I make spelling errors. I make grammar mistakes. Tell me about them. I want to know. But anyway, so that was the last time I did it. And I just went, I'm not doing this anymore because, because this thing that I'm thinking is a nice thing is being taken as I'm an asshole. And it's like, and that's just, the, and, and 
And I'm not, again, I'm not even criticizing those people for taking it like that. That's just the difference of how their brain works and it's fine. But it just means I have to adjust my behavior when dealing with neurotypicals. Although I know if it's you, you'd probably be like, cool, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> exactly. But you know that that was my biggest trigger for my meltdowns was exactly what you explained where I would do something or I would say something that I thought I was helping or I was being nice yeah. and it was taken as I was being mean or yes. cruel. And that to me, it, it, it would be the huge trigger for me. Yeah. I would have meltdowns. Most of my meltdowns have are associated with that, are yeah. associated with me being misunderstood. Yeah. And not just misunderstood, punished. Yeah. For, and it would just, it, 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 it was really like trying to fit a square into a circle. It yeah. would not work. And yeah. I would implode. I would implode. Um, and if I didn't implode, then I would explode. Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. was, uh, it, it, you know, now I, I, I'm like you, I've gotten to the point where I'll uh, talk about it to someone. I won't, uh, beforehand I'll say, listen, I, I don't want to be mean. This is not to be mean. So I'll explain myself before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really trying to help. I don't know if this is going to help. So I've had to condition myself to protect myself. Yeah. You have to throw all this preamble ahead. Like you have to, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just, my intentions are good. Let me, but you have to like say all this stuff before you say the thing, because, because, you know, it's amazing I, to I, me. Like I had a, I had a thing like um, a few years back, I was opening uh, a little business, a little, um, uh, a smoothie bar. And there was another business in town and this is a small town. Uh, and this person, they made like sandwiches, they sold chocolates, they sold all these other things, but they also did a couple of smoothies. But it was like a small part of their overall business. My place was gonna be just smoothies. Mm -hmm. So I walked over to the place to talk to the guy and go, hey man, just FYI, I'm opening this shop. I know you do a couple smoothies too. I just want you to know, like I'm not trying to step on your toes. I hope we can have a friendly relationship. And I, I would, of course, always send customers your way. And I hope that we can have a, where we can be okay. I just want you to know, like, I don't want you to see me opening my smoothie shop as ag aggressive towards your business. I, I want to support you. I want us to have, if I go, if you have any issues at all or any questions, like I'm open to conversations. I want to be really honest and friendly with you like this and that. Well, this person took this as me threatening them. And I didn't, I didn't hear from them. And I, I went back in like maybe a month later and just said, Hey man, I just want to check in with you again. Like, did you have any concerns? Like, I just want to really make sure like I'm keeping you in mind of what I'm doing. And, and, and then no, he's like, no, no, we're good. I'm like, okay, cool. So I leave and I leave it at that. Like no big deal. Right. Like I think I've done this nice thing. Like I'm just trying to like, be positive and like not step on your toes and like not threaten you. Well, it turns out this person was telling people that I had come into their store and was aggressive and was threatening them and was like, and I'm just like, so I start hearing this back from other people. And then I have a fucking total like nervous breakdown. Cause I'm like, now it's, this is going around the community that I've done this terrible thing where I've been this aggressive asshole. And I'm like, I don't understand how anything I said could have ever been interpreted as aggressive or threatening or anything but it somehow either i don't know if he just was making it up or if he really felt that way like i never spoke to him again about it 
because I wasn't going to go back and try to clear it up again because I knew I would just get myself in more trouble. And I'm just like, how is this? I don't understand. But then, yeah, like, and so these are the kind of things that happen where you have this, you end up having like a fucking meltdown or a breakdown because of the way your, your words or actions are, are misinterpreted by people. And you're just going, Oh my God, I was, I was walking over there with an olive branch, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen so often uh, that, and I'll put myself in physical danger to get away from that. I, I've, wow. jumped, I've jumped out of driving cars, cars that were driving wow. because no longer, uh, it, it, it just, I get to the point that it, 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 I need a break. I need a break. Yeah. I, I have to think. And if you don't stop the car, well, I'm going to open the car and I'm going to get out. <laughs> you know? wow. So, so I, I, to that point, that's how much it bothers me. When people are like, oh, I get upset too. Would you jump out of a, a car that's rolling because you're upset and you want to get away? No. Well, I have m multiple times. Exactly. I have to. Yeah, because you get to the point that if it doesn't, if it doesn't make sense and it doesn't, and you can't compute it, like yeah. I was thinking about when I asked you about thinking, I'm I think like Jimmy. I'm going to Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> you know when uh, Jimmy Neutron when he thinks you see the neurons and everything. Well, my information in my brain is all like that. Yeah, it, interesting. It, just, it rolls around and it connects. So if I say like you podcast autism, well, you're gonna go into my section of everyone else that's like that. Yeah, and yeah. That's how I I attain information and I keep it. Yeah. If I don't do that, then it's gonna be lost. Yeah. I won't. Rem it'll float around somewhere, but I can't uh, to retrieve. It, it's gonna be very difficult. Yeah. You know, so I've I've had my ways of if it doesn't fit anywhere. And it has to, because it's like really, 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 really important at this moment. Yeah. And I have nowhere to go. Well, I need a quiet space so that I either create a new space for this or figure out that it's bullshit and I need to yeah. throw it out. But I can't be in that environment and do it. So yeah. uh, I will physically, my body just, it's go, run, just run. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, uh, yeah, <laughs> but that's what it I is. I found that like what you said, just what is going on? Something's someone getting a phone call. Am I getting a phone call? Is that your fake phone? No, it's coming on my computer. I think. Sorry guys. I'll get actually, I don't actually know where this is coming from. Let me make sure it's not mine. Um, so something you talked about there just really made sense to me because like when I'm trying to retrieve information, hang on, I'm going to wait till that stops. <laughs> I don't know if this is, Oh, let me just oh, check if someone's phone. Oh, you know what? Someone's trying to phone me on Facebook. That's what's happening. Okay. Hey. I'm going to, I'm going to call you back, Tim. We have a caller. We have a caller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a caller. <laughs> um, like when I'm trying to retrieve, I'm really enjoying this. Good. Um, uh, yeah, this is fun. Rose, you're amazing. Uh, when I, like when I'm trying to retrieve information, sometimes it's slow. So someone asks me a question and I'm just, I'm standing there like, okay. And I can feel almost like, it's like part of my brain. It's like, I'm walking through my brain trying to find where that's stored. Like, it's like a library, like, okay, where's that on what shelf? And I can just sit there and observe my brain. Like, I know I'm going to get to that answer. It's just, it's working. It's like, it's like dot, 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 dot. And then that, those people will look at me like I'm an idiot or I don't know. 
or like they're getting impatient and I'm like, no, it's there. Just hang on. And then they interrupt you and you're like, okay, now I have to start over trying to get that info. And I, it, it's interesting because I've worked for, I've worked for people in the past, like had bosses that were very kind of uh, aggressive and like quick, 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 quick. And you're like, you needed answers. They wanted answers right away. And you had to have an answer for everything. My brain doesn't work like that. So when you're kind of being slow or they ask you something and you're kind of stopped to think about it, cause you're trying to like think of the answer form it into a sentence that makes sense and this takes mm -hmm. time and then they're looking at you like you're an idiot or you're dishonest because they think you're just going to come up you're trying to think of bullshit or mm -hmm. you're you don't know you don't know anything like you're stupid and i, I remember a couple years ago i had a really bad experience working for a couple people who were just kind of like this kind of fast 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 people and they just started treating me like i was uh, an idiot and an asshole because i didn't have these fast answers all the time and i'm just like and I, this is pre me knowing I was autistic and I'm just like, I, and it, it was really, really stressful because I was just like, I wish I could have, were I in that situation now, I would explain to them, hey, this is how my brain works. I need you to be accommodating to this. When you ask me a question, if I take 20, 10 or 20 seconds to answer, that's not because I'm stupid. It's not because I'm going to be making up a lie. It's not because I'm full of shit or I'm an idiot. It's just because that's how my brain works sometimes. It's like, I have to retrieve the information. I have to sort the information. I have to then assemble it into a sentence and then, and then present it to you. This is, this is just what it is. So, you know, it's, yeah. We're halfway through. They'll change their question. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> and you're like looking at them like, no, no, wait, one question at a time, okay? So yeah, I, I, me too, I'm like that. Uh, I, I'm lucky because, uh, well, lucky. I have an anxiety disorder, so yeah. it, it would make me think very quickly. Okay. Uh, I was always in panic mode. Like, yeah. Uh, now I take medication. For that, so I'm very, I'm very lucky. I'm always in panic mode. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the silver lining. Well, I take medication for it now, and so yeah. I don't have that anymore. So I'm all of a sudden like lost, and it's it's so much longer to go get it. And honestly, if it's not as important as uh, the person thinks it is, I give yeah. up. I give up yeah. half, and I'll answer like I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I know that you're asking me a ridiculous question. Either I've answered it, or you know the damn answer, and yeah. you're expecting me to take my spoons to figure out something now not happening yeah, I don't not know. happening you know exactly. so i've had to give up because effectively um it it, it, it you do feel like an idiot you know yeah. like they're looking at you like hello yeah. I, and you're like yes i know give me a second yeah uh, but if you ask me my first phone number when i was four i can tell you yeah like that mm -hmm. <laughs> so, exactly yeah same i know my i same i remember my phone number when i was four too like it's right there so i was like you know i i want to ask you do you remember that i want to know the answer right now no well see we each have our strengths okay so yeah. so uh i think it's funny uh when people you know are waiting around and looking at me i i'm like well listen it's gonna take the time it's gonna take uh and if you stress me out it's just gonna take longer so. yeah so I've got yeah yeah as soon as you add stress to it it's like you're just slowing down the machine yeah very yeah. I think it's for everybody I think it's just that we get affected uh quicker yeah uh, yeah 
the demand for us is always outside our norm. You know, the, yeah. the, world, yeah, yeah. the world was made for, you know, the norm in society. And so we're always working on the outside. So we're constantly, uh, you know, it's kind of like a fish that's come out of water. It'll yeah. move, yeah. but it's, gonna, it's not going to be as, you know, as easy. Uh, so that's why we look like that. And that's why it's more demanding. And when yeah. we're, like you said, in your group of autistics, the demand goes down. Yes. So your, your ability to answer and to, to go get the information is so much easier. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Oh, this has been great. Is there any, like, uh, we've been at it an hour and 20 minutes now, so maybe I'll wrap it up soon. But um, is there anything else you, you feel like you want to add or touch on that you were hoping to talk about that we didn't get to? or? Well, um, today, no, I think it was a great opening so if you invite me back we'll talk about other things and uh... <laughs> consider yourself invited i have this has been of all the, the conversations i've had on this show so far this has been one of my favorites like you i just love you you're amazing and i could talk to you for like 10 hours straight about all this stuff like you're you're just you're brilliant and thank you so much it's been a real pleasure i know that uh i have some uh, webinars that are going to come out next year okay uh, uh, it's going to be uh, a collaboration with uh, another autistic. So I'll, I'll let you guys know when that comes out too. But uh, I do have some things that I'd love to talk about. So uh, I'm going to, I promise it won't be a long list, <laughs> but I will give you a, a list of what uh, to me, I feel at this moment is important uh, for the, the autistic community as a yes. whole uh, yeah. to, to put us in, um, in more, in a better place to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll you know, and if it if there's anything that interests you, well, we'll do this again. Yeah, if you yeah, if you have like a like you said like a list of specific things you want to get into, I would love to do this again and let you just sort of be the boss <laughs> and just go, hey, this is what I want to talk about. That would be amazing. I, I would love 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 that. Yeah. Works for me. So okay. uh, we'll we'll get in touch for sure for sure. All right. So everyone, listen, everyone listening, uh, come, come back. Cause we're going to be round two, maybe hopefully round three. This is, this has been so fun. Okay. Well, thanks you guys. Thanks. All right. thanks Our pleasure. Thank you. Bye. so Our much. pleasure. Hey everybody. This is Ryan. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, I hope you got something out of this show. If you'd like to support this podcast, please do so. You can find us on all social medias at The Life Autistic. Um, look for us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Please like, comment, share, send us questions. The Life Autistic Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, please reach out. We are uh, setting up a patreon account soon for those who would like to support we've had a few people uh, a number of people message and uh, ask me how they can support this podcast which is much appreciated and i do currently have something set up on the site called buy me a coffee where you can uh, throw a few bucks our way to help us with producing the show so anyway again thanks for listening reach out would love to hear from you and take care peace the life autistic 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.